And welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast, episode 32. So, this is Thor, as always, and today I'm here with... Tell me, Crick. Doc. <laughs> Sasquatch Senpai. Hey, I was pressing the wrong key on my keyboard for my push to talk. I caught the dumb. So uh, we'll start things off today by talking about our free shit for the month. So our PS Plus games for February um, are going to be Destruction All-Stars for the PS5 PlayStation Plus game. Um, and then for PS5 and PS4, it will be Control Ultimate Edition. Um, which I'm pretty stoked about. I've been wanting to try Control. Um, and then Concrete Genie for PS4. So those... I will be getting none of those because I don't have a PlayStation. Um, those should be available now, so make sure you go download those. Remember, February is a short month, so it'll go by quickly. But they are available now to download. So A question. Is, yeah. is that Control their Game of the Year edition? Uh, it says Ultimate Edition. I don't know how yeah, that compares right. to Game of the Year, but it's 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 it that to me would mean it comes with any DLC or expansions or shit. Yeah, that's there. what that one is. Yeah, it's a fantastic. You should definitely pick it up to at least play it rather soon. It's it's been on my list, and so I'm I'm super stoked that I'm getting it for free now. So let's dive into some Microsoft stuff. Um, it looks like there was a rumor that they were going to be charging more for Microsoft's uh, or for Xbox Live Gold, um, which came with huge backlash. And it looks like they backed out on that a little bit. Well, it wasn't a it wasn't a rumor, according to them, saying they straight up aren't going to do it anymore. Mm. Um, also, with that information release about them not hiking up the price of Xbox Live Gold, they have also reversed their long-time standing decision to where even free-to-play games would require Xbox Live Gold. So now it's going to be like if you're playing a F2P game on a PlayStation console or a PC, where those will not require some sort of online subscription service to access them. Well, that's good. I, I and I read an article not long ago that was talking about how Xbox Gold itself is starting with everything that comes with um, the uh, Game Pass. It's just it's almost getting becoming valueless. Just getting Xbox Gold. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, you might as well get the Games Pass because the Games Pass Ultimate comes with Xbox Live Gold, and that is part of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving towards just branding it as Xbox Games Pass rather than just Xbox Live's Gold. Because if you remember towards the end of last year, we discussed about how all of their branding was moving away from just Xbox Live. Yeah, and yeah, I think they're going to phase it out entirely. But we'll see. Um, it says looks like they've also said that the Xbox Series X supply is going to stay low at least until April. That is also not surprising at yeah, all. I feel uh, like I already heard that months ago. I I don't know. Uh, that was, I think, mostly along rumors, and I think that was talking about the Series S itself rather than the Series X. 
But with how everything's turning out ship-wise across the board, be it for GPUs, as we're seeing people, as we're seeing NVIDIA and Radeon struggle to get their new GPUs out, along with Sony struggling to get their PlayStation 5s out, it makes sense with how they all have such shared architecture that the Microsoft Series X would also be in short supply. On that Microsoft front still, it looks like the EU has primarily has made a primary ruling on the Microsoft $7.5 billion acquisition of ZeniMax. I think we talked about this a little bit before, yeah? Is this that same the same thing we were discussing in the last podcast? Uh, sort of, yes. So since ZeniMax is technically a European company, um, the EU has to make a preliminary ruling. <clears throat> preliminary ruling on this now there's ways to circumvent it on zenimax's side which would be moving their company headquarters to the u.s or canada or something like that to get around that so it's just kind of a process that they go through when there's any sort of large large sized acquisition in the business world so i'm sure there won't be anything really slowing this down they're going to make sure it's not like some i don't know how they're going to say it's going to be like a monopoly but just making sure it's essentially for anti-monopolies. Yeah. They can also say, hey, this is also a deal, but this has to be met. So they could also say, yeah, this acquisition's fine as long as you continue to sell your products on these other platforms. Last bit on our Microsoft Xbox side. It looks like Xbox wants to team up with Elon Musk to make a Halo Warthog. Uh, what else yeah. are they going to use on Mars? Right? Uh, why not an electric Warthog? I mean, if you go back and look at the original Halo, it's kind of blocky and bricky like the Cybertruck, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's not... I mean, that's an... cold. Yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. It's very accurate. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so this just started when he was discussing on Twitter as where all the Elon Musk stuff does, where he said he was a fan of Halo um, and Xbox reached out to him. So who knows it via Twitter? So who knows? It could just be a joke. But then again, this man sells flamethrowers. No, speaking of Elon Musk and Twitter, right? Like. Literally two hours before I got my hair cut, he posted on Twitter, getting off Twitter for a while. And then I made a tweet about my haircut. I'm like, damn, that's how it's going to be. You see my disappointment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, haha. Hilarious. Nobody? Does nobody get it? <laughs> no. No? Well, fuck y'all. Love y'all. Dun, Sometimes. Dun, dun. Most times. So, uh, Vicarious Visions has merged into Blizzard, and this has led to a, a potential loss of creative freedom. <clears throat> yes, so Vicarious Visions, um, they're the team that has been behind the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remakes, as well as a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, I believe there was Spyro, right, as well? Mm -hmm. 
But uh, they have officially been reassigned from the Activision side of businesses where they put forth these different remakes and have been assigned wholly to the Blizzard side um, to provide long-term support for them and to be fully dedicated to existing Blizzard games and its initiatives. And so this is on the coattails of the rumors of... Uh, like a Diablo 2 remake, which we also have an article here about, which is probably why they've been moved over, because quite honestly, that would make Blizzard, uh, Activision Blizzard, a ton of money. Yeah, And that's probably where they're focusing, that's what I was going to say, is our next thing is on the Diablo 2 remake, and um, that's, if I had to guess, that's, yeah, that's, they just pouring all of their focus onto that, which, um, I haven't been this excited for a remake since they, uh, since the Final Fantasy VII remake, I would be all for Diablo two remake. It was my favorite Diablo. Um, as long as they bring the cow level back, we're all good. Cow level? <laughs> the Diablo two cow, cow level? Mm. It doesn't exist. Yeah, it's a it's a rumor. Does not exist. But I am excited. I'd play a Diablo two remake though. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. It makes me want to bust out Diablo 2 and play some more. I, I don't know. I could get it into Diablo 3. I haven't tried. I know they apparently they revamped it a little bit. I only had tried it when they first, first launched. Um, but... I still find it not as fun as Diablo 2 was just because it's still very limited. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't play it in the launch. Uh era i only played it after they completely redid the game basically um it is quite a bit more limited than diablo 2 was but it's fun yeah yeah the the adventure mode they have is pretty neat um especially with the seasons uh kind of along the the type of seasons that path of exile has but honestly if we're gonna play like a isometric looter Path of Exile is the way to go because it's a lot more in line with how Diablo 2 was with the creativity you can do with your builds. Um, way more open than Diablo 2 was, but uh, <clears throat> it's fun to go in and just do riffs in the adventure mode once in a while. The seasons mess around with like specific like curated builds you can do in Diablo 3, but hopefully Diablo 2 doesn't try to streamline everything like 3 because there's a reason that they're going back towards Diablo 2 style with uh, Diablo 4, which Blizzard has said they were working on. I also did make a ton of money on Diablo 3 when they had the real money auction house for a while selling like legendary stuff. I think I paid for the game like 10 times over. Damn. That's impressive. Yep. Well, I'm pretty stoked on it. Um, and apparently they've been in uh, development for, quote-unquote, for months now. Um, but really, that's not relatively long, so I wouldn't expect to see much for a couple of years still. Definitely, definitely still a ways out. They have, they've given the Blizzard, they haven't even given the Blizzard's soon.tm tagline with it. So, on to some cyberpunk updates. Um, cyberpunk is reportedly uh, has reportedly had the largest digital game launch of all time. Uh, yeah. So that is ten point two million digital copies. Um, PC being around eighty percent of those, apparently. So, 
Uh, this is also going to note that Sony removed it completely from the middle of their from the store in the middle of December, and Xbox uh, and uh, Microsoft issued a warning as well for people wanting to purchase it about the uh, <laughs> performance issues the game has been having on those older consoles. Uh, one of my friends actually just picked it up and has been playing it on his original uh, PS4. Oh. Uh, Seems as though they've done a pretty good job making the game playable now. He is having a blast with it. I I mean, honestly, I still stand by it is like one of the few single player titles that has enthralled me enough to just have me literally go through and do everything in. Yeah, I think he's hit me up like three or four different days saying how much he's enjoying the game. <laughs> and when I found out he was playing on the, the PS4, I was surprised at, at his reaction to it because I didn't know how much better it had gotten through the patches. That's, but people had just sounds like fucking, it's doing pretty good. If people had just been fucking patient, you know what I mean? Like, holy fuck. Yeah. It's a good game. I don't have complaints. And it looks like official modding tools have also been released. Yeah, they even uh, had a minor bit of, uh, what was it, malicious software potential uh, through accessing DLLs. So they had to patch that today Mm. um, because there was a way to exploit uh, save game files from mods. But as of as of today, the it should be patched out. Nice. And um, <laughs> I moved this one up because I realized it goes in here. Um, the Ori Will of the Wisp director inserts his foot into mouth. What I love those games. And what was this about? Uh, he came out, said some pretty harsh things. I think on Twitter, uh, basically called. CD Projekt Red and the guys who made uh, what was it, No Man's Sky, um, called them snake, snake oil vendors. Yeah, snake oil salesmen. <laughs> and uh, earlier today, he came out and uh, apologized very profusely <laughs> for for <laughs> having said such harsh obligat- things. Profusely or obligatorily. Possibly both. <laughs> it does not say, but he did come out said it, that his words did not represent Moon Studios the way they should have. In other words, his supervisor was like, "Bro, the fuck." <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. Um, so Super Smash Bros. Melee welcomes Wolf. Yep. Apparently there is a, now a way to mod Wolf from uh, the uh, like future Smash Bros. games uh, back into Melee. Nice. He's like a completely new character. I think I don't. I, I didn't look into how to. I, I think you have to get him through a ROM. Um, but you can play as Wolf in Smash Bros. Melee now. I've also heard that uh, he's pretty really good. So this is a mod, not like an official patch, like archive. Right? Yeah, something. it's it's a completely unofficial fan made okay. project. 
Gotcha. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I've played a lot of those that are really good. I don't know if you've ever played um, the Bur... I think it's called Burma. The Burma add-on for Skyrim mods. But it's a mod that's basically like a whole fan-made expansion. Oh, wow. And I don't think I've played that amazing. one. Amazing! It's like fully voiced and everything. It's fucking amazing. Oh, that's insane. I remember playing through some really cool... Uh, Morrowind dungeons mm, yeah, uh, yeah. that you can download. That, that's um, I had a lot of fun with those back in the day. That's some of my favorite mods is downloading like extra quests and like because some of the and some of the like work that people put into these like fully voiced like dozens of hours worth of story mods that they add. Um, it's it's just it's amazing and it's it's helped a lot of people I think get their foot in the door for game design. Oh, it'd have to. Yeah, that uh, Burma one got uh, got the kid a job with fucking Bethesda. Yeah, so it's it's awesome. I love it. I I am so the mod community is so awesome for Elder Scrolls. Like, obviously that's one of their keystones, but it's I just I love it, and I love especially those expansion mods. So I'm all for it. So it looks like Netflix is making a Tomb Raider anime. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about this. What are the, what are the details here? Uh, I don't know the details, but I like Netflix's in-house animes. They've been really uh, good. Yeah, this was announced last... Uh, this Wednesday? Uh, last Wednesday, that a Tomb Raider anime is officially on its way to Netflix. Um, this press release had a couple other things. Um, a King Kong anime called School Island. Um, it is officially a spinoff to the movie Kong School Island. It's just going to be called School Island. Um, while the Tomb Raider animated series will be written and directed by producer Tasha Huo, he is working on The Witcher Blood Orange, um, which is a live action spinoff of the current one, which is set prior to uh, Geralt. So um they have their they they have their writers who they seem rather confident in so um it's just a lot of recent anime on its way to netflix on various various things king kong was kind of a surprise and i think you know uh we'll finally see an anime gorilla giant gorilla i wonder if it'll uh be done in the same style as those uh, Godzilla anime they did, the uh, the trilogy. Did you guys see those? I, I know I what you're not. talking about, but I have not seen them. They're different, but I loved them. Nice. They're uh, they're set far in the future. Mm. Humanity returns to Earth, and. Uh, Godzilla's kind of, you know, Godzilla, <laughs> but bigger. Nice. So, uh, the Lord of the Rings Gollum has been delayed to 2022. Yeah, so this was an RPG I didn't think was going to happen to begin with because it's just following Gollum. But originally it was supposed to be released this year. Uh, Nacon is the publisher and they officially announced via Twitter 
um, along or alongside the developer Datalik that the game is being delayed to 2022. Um, to quote their tweet, we are forming a fellowship with Datalik to publish the Lord of the Rings Gollum. The game will be released in 2022 on Xbox and PlayStation consoles, Nintendo Switch, and PC. More news to come in the future. So this release window of 2021 was originally announced in 2019. Um, obviously, the COVID pandemic happened, slowed everything down. Probably difficult for a new publisher-developer relationship to form correctly and adequately with everything having to be remote. You just don't mesh that well as you know new coworkers. So it eventually got pushed back. Um. It will, however, a little more news came out about it. Um, it will be, it'll blend Prince of Persia parkour and stealth mechanics. But you're hmm. Gollum, so like a little fucking gremlin dude. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, I mean, it's, it's a neat idea. Um, I'm more interested about the possible Silmarillion show. That yeah, uh, I haven't seen anything new on that either. Yeah, I haven't seen shit for like a year, so who knows? So G four has confirmed the revival of X Play. Yeah, so this is officially uh, news on its revival coming back. Um, with X-Play and Attack of the Show for 2021. Uh, this was kind of teased last year via Twitter, via a tweet from G4 TV, which at that time hadn't tweeted for, I think, like five years. Damn. Um, they did plan initially on returning during 2020 Comic-Con at home. Um, that's when it's official, officially was announced and returning, but stuff also had to be pushed back. But... Hopefully, this means we'll get some like original hosts back. Um, Olivia Munn, now an actress, uh, is in talks to return as a host for Attack of the Show, which she was on. It's kind of where she got her start. WWE's Xavier Woods has joined as a new host as well. So, actually, it's been longer uh, seven years since their last tweet prior to that. Um, so yeah, uh, Definitely, like, a old channel that was extremely nerd-focused, like, uh, MLG got its start on there, uh, Professional Gaming did, so uh, I'm interested to see how and what platforms they're going to be returning upon. Um, it could just be entirely digitally hosted, like a lot of stuff is now on YouTube or even Twitter or Twitch, so I'm sure they'll have more news coming up here in the future as well. That's awesome. I'm, I'm a G4 fan, so this is pretty awesome. Yeah, I remember. It's one of the channels that I also grew up on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm stoked for an X-Play revival. This should be good shit. So, a lawsuit claims that Valve is abusing its market dominance to keep prices high. Yeah. And this was filed, I think, earlier this week. Um, and da, 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 da. 
it said uh, it was the most favored nation's clause, which has effect of keeping prices to consumers high, as price competition by platforms would cause prices of PC games sold to customers to decrease. Um, so they're basically alleging that while the prices naturally should be going down, Steam is manipulating it to where they kind of determine the market value from what I was seeing on it. Because essentially they have veto power over prices since they're so dominating over the marketplace. Epic's kind of making their way up, though. That's true, but I mean, if, if Steam were to try and defend themselves in a legal case like, but there's Epic, then that's like giving a hand to their competitor, too. So it puts them in an awkward position. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't know how they would handle it. I don't know, I saw, I think you posted on something similar at some point, Sasquatch. Did you have any thoughts on it? Um, I posted an article about them being sued for something else. Oh, shit, I thought it was the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, what else are they being sued for? Um, Supposed patent infringement on extra buttons on the back of a controller. What? Okay, so let's hear about this then. This is good shit. So they were just sued for $4 million for patent infringement for including extra buttons on the back of their controller. Oh, F. Um, I didn't think that was really something that could be sued over since there's a yeah. popular website that adds buttons to it and many other controllers have buttons in the back of it, but apparently you can't do that anymore. Do we know who's doing them, though? Like, um, who, or is it class action? What is it? Like, all other what gaming consoles are like, fuck you, Steam! Right, that's what I was thinking, because, like, um, already, we know scuff, who's superior. It is Scuff themselves, the one who originally made the modded controllers. Apes together Oh, wow! Um, yeah! They actually, they were actually awarded $40, so they won. Which is kind of interesting, <laughs> considering okay. that uh, Microsoft also has the same buttons, but did not get sued. Yeah, what the fuck? It, they're always after Sony, because honestly, in the past, Sony has been pricks. I don't know if this is karma, but whatever. What about Sony? No, this Fuck is Valve. Sony. Isn't it? Valve. Valve. Yeah, PC gaming for the win. Uh. uh I, I, that, yes, but not quite applicable did sony never do anything like that uh sue valve sony has I... no official no add extra fucking buttons no sony has no has uh no official controllers that they make with extra buttons on the reverse side no official control microsoft does um random uh peripheral creators like uh, mad cats for example they have different companies have plenty of controllers with those extra buttons so i don't know why it's specifically valve they targeted but uh i guess they decided they could see valve and get away with it maybe but all they, the other you companies said they won them. yeah scuff won that's so ridiculous yes mm, just salty seems salty um, yeah, so, uh, this was 
by Scuff, which are now owned by PC Peripheral Giant Corsair. Ah, that's why. Corsair, oh. technically. I did not know Corsair um, and Scuff now. A specific violation of the, re- of the read side controls surfaces. Uh, don't know what that means. Hmm. Somehow it's the back of control. Well, we'll just have to see uh, what comes of it then. Um, it looks like also we have Google shutting down Stadia Games and Entertainment to focus on the Stadia on Stadia as a platform. Yeah, so <laughs> Google's original studios have not really produced much for the Stadia. Um, so they officially decided to shut down the development and really just want to host a platform much like, um, you have Amazon looking to do with Luna, even though technically Amazon has other studios not affiliated with Luna, rather Luna still being its own platform. Um, so yeah, this is official. Uh, in 2021, we're expanding our efforts to help game developers and publishers take advantage of our platform technology and deliver games directly to their players. And this is directly from Stadia Vice President and General Manager Phil Harrison. We see an important opportunity with partners seeking a game solution all built on Stadia's advanced technical infrastructure and platform tools. We believe this is the best path to building Stadia into a long-term sustainable business that helps grow the industry. Um, From everything I've heard and seen, Stadium's actually a rather stable platform now. You constantly see games getting Stadia releases, and I still have not met anyone who does anything with a stadia i'm sure you still need a rather good internet connection but there seems to be plenty of that being afforded now around the country as well as the globe so as long as you don't have a data cap it's probably actually a pretty reasonable solution the only issue with it is it's a digital front which means you're technically paying for a license for the game and not the game itself so if anything does ever happen to the stadia services your entire library is kaput Anytime you buy shit digitally, you don't really completely own it, so. So, Game Plus's Real Money esports platform launches on shaky ground. Oh, I don't open this article. Go me! This is the one about gambling, right? Yes, real money game gambling. I know the article when I see it because there's money and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so Game Plus uh, comes to Android and iOS app stores uh, last week. And so this was a way for people to bet money against other players for different games, uh, be it friends or strangers. it's not necessarily new, but it is the only one that is only for gaming itself. Um, there, a lot of concerns have come around it just because 
people thought it might not be secure, but apparently, according to the founders, Adam Frank and Kareem Sanford, the app is secure because it's using existence financial existing financial systems to verify users and encryption to protect their data. Um, I mean, you yourself last last week, Thor said you had an issue with an app just because it asked for some, you know, private information. But then you went ahead and entered that private information on your phone anyways, just in a web browser. So a lot of this, a lot of these issues are being put forth from like Epic Games and other developers who probably also don't want real money being bet on their game, mm-hmm. which is uh, understandable. For, I mean, and it's for them as the publishers, anyways. Yeah, and so to support games and stuff like this, you have to get rights to it. And um, a lot of the more popular games that people play, such as Call of Duty, Madden, Fortnite, Mortal Kombat, uh, Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers, they have to get licenses to support these games officially. Um, And they really don't have an answer for this. So while the app itself might be secure, um, these transactions might be safe between people participating in this activity, they still don't have the access to participate in whatever game they might possibly want yeah so hopefully they're 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 looking to try to do it completely legally and hopefully and looking to get permission from publishers and developers if it happens who knows so embracer acquires gearbox in 1.3 billion dollar deal just a second. I just <laughs> looked okay? at the itinerary and it, he literally typed out Ori director inserts foot and mouth. <laughs> like that was the whole title. Yes. <laughs> I know we already went over it. <laughs> Very good. Anyways, continue. <laughs> yes, Gearbox. <laughs> Gearbox, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so Gearbox, the publisher, uh, most notably, um, you have the Borderlands series, which pretty much is their entire series. They also have Bulletstorm, which hasn't done anything for many years. You have the failed relaunch of Duke Nukem, which was just an entire catastrophe. Um, Gearbox has been acquired by Embracer. Um, this they are ousting uh, Randy Pitchford, their former CEO of the company. In this, he's being paid out to leave. Um, Embracer themselves, they own existing groups such as THU, THQ Nordic, Saber Interactive, Koch Media, uh, DECA Games, Amplifier Game Invest, and Coffee Stain Holding. So these are just smaller publishers, developers. THQ Nordic being the largest of those listed, Saber being up there as well as uh, DECA Games. Um, this apparently uh, Embracer will be hands off with them let them do their own thing. So that's good for anyone who's a fan of Borderlands or wants to see any other new games come from. Um, uh, so just another movement around in developer to publishers. It just seems like a lot of the major developers are being bought up by publishing groups rather than remaining independent. Uh, you see that with Microsoft buying companies, Sony buying companies, Activision Blizzard, uh, Activision Blizzard, completely buying out vicarious visions and then making them part of you know of a uh, blister themselves so yeah 
and it looks like Square Enix um, has somehow managed to remain profitable despite the Avengers uh, flop. How did I miss all these articles? But yes, um, we have we have talked about before how much of a flop uh, Avengers themselves were for Square Enix. It was a massive uh, hundreds of million dollars loss. Um, despite all that, thanks to thanks to their mobile games in development, uh, thanks to their current game sales of companies that they own, uh, a large in part thanks to this, the uh, huge success that Final Fantasy XIV has been for them recently, particularly with Shadowbringers, and probably going to go more up with their recent uh, announce that they did earlier today. Their sales should be growing even more. Oh yeah. Um, so while the loss from Avengers themselves was, while it was really substantial, it did not hurt them over. Um, a lot of their existing IPs were still there. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's a ton more, just, just normal numbers in here. Um, their operating costs, their, uh, operating income rose by 47.7%. Mm. So that alone kept them profitable despite losses. So yeah, yeah. and that's that's in that's forty one point oh two two million yen. Mm. Mm. And they also think that they're going to see the growth this year, along with the coming um, Final Fantasy fourteen expansion this fall. They believe that they will have another profitable year with a increase of twelve point four percent overall. And, I mean, once again, Avengers might be able to kick it around. Um, they did fix a majority of their bugs. They're finally rolling into their promised DLC, their free and paid DLC. Once that starts coming out, I'll probably be I'll probably be a person to reinstall it and see what's going on. Did I? I feel like I bought that. I feel like I found it, like, on sale on Amazon or something at some point, and I haven't played it, but I bought it. Hold on, what did I? Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, I bought it. I bought. I have it. I bought it on like a, on a fucking sale. I just haven't put it in yet. So yeah, I need to try that out at some point. So Genshin Impact devs are so committed to gotcha that they even use it in their staff giveaway. What? What? Uh, yeah. So they bought a ton, they bought a ton. Uh, Mihoyo, the developers of Genshin, held their annual employee meeting Mihoyo? where they gave away Mihoyo. M I Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Just wow. Let's wow. just move on. Uh, anyways, Mihoyo, the developers of Genshin Impact, held their annual employee meeting where they gave away a bunch of electronics to employees and a lottery. Essentially, a thank you for the successful year the company had. Um, we've reported on it before. Genshin Impact has been a huge, huge, huge outstanding huge. success, especially for a free-to-play game. Um, this included PS5s, Nintendo Switches, Apple product products, RTX GPUs, and more. So we can blame Mihoyo for our PS5 and GPU oh, chart. Um, <laughs> if you click on the article, you can see pictures of the piles of stuff they were giving away. 
There's a lot of PS5s and GPUs there. Wow. Well, switches. That's where they all went. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and to top it off, they decided to give it away in a sort of lottery that you have in these gacha games. Um, <laughs> so they had their transparent drop rates and all. So, <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, Ahmad, uh, the guy who reported on this, who works there, um, he shared, <laughs> uh, he shared a couple drop rates, um, for each item. Um, Apple products like MacBooks and Apple watches had the rarest spot on the list with a 1% chance. I want you to know you have a 0.01% chance to get a fucking anime waifu with big titties in their games. <laughs> what game? Uh, Genshin Impact. I played that shit. All those bitches had big ass titties. What do you mean? Some of them are lolies. Some are dudes. Some oh. don't have big ass titties. Some are it's some are flat and don't deserve our titties. love. It's not very PC, buddy. Big ass titties. Big old big model. ass titties. Some big chug chugs. <laughs> but the yeah. So if you're wondering where your PS5s, if you're wondering where your PS5s and RTX GPUs are. There with some people who made some big old anime titties to flop around on your screen. <laughs> I'm okay with this. Be thankful. <laughs> so, okay. Super Nintendo World is now open, and new videos will let you experience it. Man, we went from mommy milkers to Nintendo. What? A well, have you heard about Bowsette? She's got some mommy milkers. Some Bowsette? Is Bowsette canon, though? Yes, Bowsette is canon. Damn. All right, Nintendo, I see you. Damn. Yeah, so Universal Japan's Super Nintendo World um, soft launched in Osaka, and they have an extensive playlist uh, with Universal Parks News Today and their YouTube channel, a video showing off the rides, restaurants, and everything. Um, and with these, they're also offering just straight up tours of different rides and attractions for people who can't, who can't go there. So, yeah. Nintendo really branched out whenever they made that trailer for Sephiroth joining their game. They like straight showed Mario impaled. But they backtracked a bit. They're like, oh, just did his overalls. But anyway, so my milkers. <clears throat> no, Nintendo, Nintendo is actually one of two companies who have a completely hands-off approach to their markets. Um, outside of a few like international regulations, such as child exploitation and stuff like that, they have a completely open marketplace. They they have no censors on nudity or sexual content or anything. The only oh. other the only other storefront like that is Steam. Yeah, Nintendo crazy screenshots of fucking um uh god what's that little island game people kept playing all the time I don't remember what it's called now. Uh, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Yeah, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Lewd screenshots. From okay, Animal but Crossing. no, that's different. That's different. The lewd screenshots you saw from Animal Crossing were okay. So there's this option in the game where you can make custom designs. That means you can literally go on there and draw whatever you want and make it a dress or a shirt or a flag or whatever the fuck you want. And people really went like buck wild with it. <laughs> and well, yeah, but there's, there's like there, no, there's a whole group called like Animal Crossing After Dark. That's what I'm saying. Though. There's a lot of platforms that won't let you do shit like that for that reason. 
well, they're banning people now. Like, it's not actually something they were like, yeah, it's cool. They were just, it's just something they were like, didn't foresee, I guess, which is kind of silly yeah. considering the day and age, but mm. yeah. Yeah, no, Nintendo is um, one of those brands that are like, on its own it's not like xbox and ps4 competing like nintendo will always be its own thing which is kind of unique and awesome which makes you love them more and i wish they would like you know make a better console but here we are anyways continue so yeah that's that on super nintendo world um but it looks like, let's see, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, is going, uh, still, yeah, is still being remade, but has been delayed indefinitely. Uh, yes. So, going back to the more popular Prince of Persia games, um, you go back to The Sands of Times, which is one of the more uh, prominent PS2 releases. Ubisoft has delayed it as you said, indefinitely, and this is to ensure its quality. I'm sure a lot of companies are doing this on the heels of what has happened with CDPR and Cyberpunk. Yeah. They released, they did release an official, uh, an official announcement on their Twitter, um, and it reads as follows. Hello, Prince of Persia fans. Since announcing Prince of Persia, the fans of Times remake in September, we saw an outpouring of feedback from you on this beloved franchise. It is your passion and support that is driving our development teams to make the best game possible. With that said, we have made the decision to shift the release of Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake to a later date. This extra development time will enable our teams to deliver a remake that feels fresh while remaining faithful to the original. We understand this. The update might come at it might come as a surprise and will continue to keep you posted on the progress of Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake. Jesus Christ. They put that name in there a lot. <laughs> in the meantime, we, we want to thank you for your ongoing support. So making sure the game's not going to be buggy as all fuck on older consoles, probably. Makes sense. But it's, I think, yeah, people are learning their lesson. One, not only do they need to, like, delay it if they need to to make it perfect, but also this delaying indefinitely is a smarter move than, okay, we're going to delay it till next month. Next month comes around. Oh, we're going to delay it three more weeks. Three more weeks comes around. We're going to delay it for four weeks. I think people would rather just, like, not know until they have a solid day that's not going to change. So I'm fine with indefinitely because it doesn't imply they've stopped, just that they don't have an updated time frame for us yet. Yeah, I think that's a pretty smart way to go about it. Yeah, you can just release tidbits of information here or there on progress. People will be able to make an, you know, an educated guess on where the progress is at based on what you're releasing, gameplay footage, trailer, a cinematic, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, something like this where Prince of Persia does have a pretty popular following. Um, it is a very popular series that even got an original game remake not too long ago. Uh I'm sure people will be happy knowing that what is perhaps their favorite game franchise is getting the correct treatment it deserves. Yeah. So I know when um, Final Fantasy VII was originally delayed, I had no qualms whatsoever. I remember originally people getting upset, and I, 
I remember saying then, like, listen, I would way rather have them take their time and make a game that is going to be really good. We all have high expectations for this game. Give them the time to meet those expectations. I agree 100%. We really need to get some patience as gamers with these companies. Like, they can't just crank out a game in, like, a couple years and have it, like, blow our minds. Exactly. It's It's... We're in an age where, like, these games are so much more in-depth and so much, uh, you know, so they look so much better and there's so much better graphics, so much more in-depth, but, like, that, that necessitates longer. It takes a lot longer to program a game like Cyberpunk than it does something like fucking Asteroids, you know what I mean? you you got to get yeah, and, more and look at the technology progresses. And it's the same thing with the size of the games. Like, mm-hmm. these games are getting bigger and bigger, and it's because they've got so much more content that they have to like bring up to the levels that we expect. Exactly. And when you rush stuff and it might not be caught up on older hardware where people are sitting currently, you know, not able to purchase the next generation of stuff and not everyone has a top end gaming PC, you're going to get releases that happen like cyberpunk where you have the top end of companies trying to push stuff out, not listening necessarily to the developers and people working within the engine. And then those people have to play catch up as you know bad news starts rolling in like your game being delisted from different platforms yeah cdpr that's cyberpunk just delay it more take your time release a product that you're completely proud of on all facets or just remove it from that older stuff so Mm -hmm. and that's these people keep putting well we want a finished game well then stop fucking freaking out when it's not out exactly when you want it to be. When they say the game's delayed indefinitely, change the outlook to, okay, just let's polish it up. Not like, boo, you owe this to us. We are entitled to this game in this time frame, motherfuckers. That's how it works. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's I how feel you like... get games that are incomplete. Hmm. Mm. Mm. I feel like they released it because they thought it was ready. I know they had pressure, but how many people are in that studio? There was at least a few people to say that it wasn't ready. Like, let's not, I don't know. It seems silly to blame it on the consumers. Well, I mean, people were like, ravagingly pissed every like the last no i know people were like just just release it just release it so they just released it and then again oh it's not finished it's not finished well you were fucking so mad when they weren't releasing it they've you know it's it's it's, it's, pick a lane you know what i mean no that's a valid point for real but like they knew what they were doing that was their decision to make please the fans or make it a valid game which they kind of halfway did both sides i don't know my top end pc i was very pleased me too yeah me too honestly like (laughs) but we we we, we're not people on consoles like it's not fair laughs from on high (laughs) (laughs) fucking peasants that stupid meme. I told you to stop being poor. I told you it would come back to bite you one day. Is this some <laughs> poor people joke? I'm too rich to understand. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyways, but no. 
So, Elite Dangerous players say that they're being scammed and trapped in space? That's yeah, fine so... went somewhere I didn't expect it to. So, yeah. Elite Dangerous is a space sim. Um, I've been playing it a lot recently. Either you can hunt down space pirates or other players, uh, trade goods. You could be a space trucker, you know, get some deep purple playing in the background. Um, you can transit. You can you can deliver people from one space station to another. You can mine or you can explore. So what is specifically happening here is that players who have played for a long time, they have uh, carriers where you can dock other players on your ship. As you know, with like a, a carrier boat, you dock plane, planes and other vehicles on it. And these carriers have huge light, have huge uh jump distances so they can jump tons of tons of light years where these normal players can't so what these end game players are doing is they're giving these newer players just enough money to buy mining rigs taking them out to literally the edges of the known universe because the game is a one-to-one scale of our galaxy so it's massive they're taking them out to literally the end of the universe, a real amount of distance away, where if these people left their games running trying to fly back, they would die 5,000 times over before they actually <laughs> made it back. And they are forcing them to mine them materials and rocks before they can be returned back to habitable what? space. What? Yes. What? What? Trapped. Oh, it's a trip of trapped. Not sure that's the reality I want to live in. I think this is a dark yes. look into our future. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know how else to put this, but these guys are geniuses and assholes. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> some oh people thought it was God. pretty funny were amused some people were really distraught oh i think there's um, some people that are definitely not laughing the vacuum agrees is that what that is i don't know i just heard a humming sound <laughs> oh i bet a sasquatch is AC. Uh, I do not have an AC on, and you would not hear it anyways. I'm on push to talk, and I have a sound filter. Oh, you've really upgraded. My I have a studio mic. Love y'all. So BRB bio break. Tell me. Oh, okay. Should I have left that one? You're not supposed to announce that. Fuck. <laughs> anyways, BRB, y'all. So, a uh, new Call of Duty is coming in late 2021. <gasps> what? Oh my god, a new Call of Duty this year? No way. Have you guys heard about this? Who the fuck? Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. Didn't a new Call of Duty, like, just come out? <laughs> so, Activision does this thing, uh, Doc, <laughs> and it's gonna blow your mind. Are you ready to have your mind fucking blown? Do it. <laughs> They release a new game in the same franchise every year. <laughs> it's a, the 
sarcasm Olympics. So <laughs> they were on a two-year cycle, but I, uh, I don't, each, I don't so, play them. Kinda, yeah. Each studio is on a two-year cycle. Um, the game itself is on a one-year cycle. So you primarily have Infinity Ward, who is the originator of Call of Duty, and then you have Treyarch, who also got into it. Um, their first Call of Duty was World at War. And that was around the time that Infinity Ward was like, surprise, modern shooter, and made the original Modern Warfare in what, 2004? Something like that, 2007? 2007, 2007. Um, I was say, 2004, that's like when Call of Duty 2 was out. Yeah, it was 2007. But they released stuff every two years. They had a third studio in there for a little bit. They kind of flopped. A sledgehammer where were they infinity or were they ghosts they were infinity uh, weren't they advanced, infinite warfare? Advanced warfare no i'm pretty were they right, I'm, whatever I'm, look, they, I'm they looking at it right now because i was like what is that name so i grabbed i'm my desk is right by my ps3 stack so i grabbed it and I'm, yeah it was i know they at least did advanced warfare i think they might have done infinity warfare also i'm not positive or infinite warfare whatever um, however, they do work with each company now every year on producing the multiplayer product and do act, you know, as a support and a supporting role for each one. Um, so this fall, we should be getting a new Infinity War one. And honestly, I really, really loved their Modern Warfare reboot. Um, well, the rumors are that they're going to be continuing the, the Modern Warfare yes. reboot. So that's good news to me. And it would make sense yeah. with what they're trying to do with merging everything in Warzone. And I would be perfectly content if, um, you know, if they're re if they're rebooting that, and then the next one is Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, and then on the next season they continue Black Ops. If they ran these distinct Modern Warfare and Black Ops series that go with those different publishers that go on their two-year cycle, I think it'd be a little more more palatable for people. Um, I would still like maybe. to see a futuristic, another futuristic one. I know me and Jaff are probably the only ones, but I don't mind it. I didn't like all of the gimmicks that there were, so um, like the wall running and stuff. I felt like I was playing a knockoff Apex. I didn't know if it wanted to be Titanfall or Call of Duty. I used to love all the shady tactics. One of my favorite things on the wall running one. Um, was putting freeze mines on side of walls that you run around and watching people run on the wall run then freeze and just fall to their death and I'd get assisted suicide medals. Nice. Good times, yeah. good times. So yeah, we'll keep So yeah. Um I'm really looking forward to it. Um if it keeps the same trajectory and is, you know I don't care if it's even that much of a jump from the current modern warfare. I'll be happy because if you go back of, of what ten episodes, I have a fucking huge ass rant on Black Ops and how much I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely be stoked with the Modern Warfare continuation. So the last main article is going to be our uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield article. Police have arrested a Sword and Shield hacker for selling shiny. Yep, dude in Japan, 23 years old, was uh, charged with hacking and selling save data. Um, looks like he made about almost 11,000 US dollars uh, doing this. Um, 
looks like he was selling them around the uh what would have come out to about 40 bucks <clears throat> but uh in japan they have a uh a law called the unfair competition protection law which prohibits the editing and distribution of save data So, uh, is it considered hacking mm-hmm. because of that law? I'm I I I don't know Japanese law, but no, expect you to. Whatever he was doing was illegal. So, well, damn, bro, moves the states. You can sell your shit as much as you want. Free market prevails, kind of. Or does it? I said, kind of. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know where that would fall here either. Really, doing so it would depend on how you're acquiring them. If they literally, if he's literally hacking into servers to get the shinies to sell them, then it would still be a here. That's why I was no, asking, he's... like, if it was actual <laughs> hacking or if, if he, he was... caught them and just sold them. Yeah, if he caught them and sold them, he probably would. But from what I was understanding, he was actually hacking in to get them in the first place. Well, I mean, it, it's there. You've been able to hack in and do this since the original red and blue yeah, have you uh, profit oh, yeah. off of it is where the problem comes in profiting actual money from doing that yeah i only ever got one shiny ever on game boy games and it was a fucking zigzagoon out of everything that was the only shiny i ever caught and but you know i was proud of that bitch even though it was only fucking orange compared to the brown it usually is Damn. I don't remember what my first shiny was. I remember that the first one I got was in silver. I didn't get my first shiny in the originals, but it was in silver. Shinies didn't uh, come out mine until was in, gold and silver. I was in oh, sapphire. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was a new sapphire. thing in gold silver. I, I got my first one. Uh, it was a Tangela. Oh. I was in that little uh, corner underneath uh, Pallet Town in Kanto. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, everyone probably yeah, that, does. That little patch of grass right next to the water that you can only get to after you beat the game because you have to have, like, surf or something to get there. And, like, half of the, the reported ways of getting Mew required you to go there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I was there, and that's where I got my first shiny Tangela. Nice. Oh, I, nostalgia. I, I, had a, I had a Game Boy Pocket, though, so I didn't know it was actually different colored until years later. No, like, no cap. I didn't even know mine was different either because, like, orange versus brown. And on uh, Game Boy Advance, it really wasn't that big of a difference, but my brother was watching me while I was playing, and he was like, Jordan, calm down. Look, look what you did. Catch it, catch it, catch it. And I was like, Yo, calm down. What the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, no, it's shiny. Hmm. And uh, sure enough, it, it, it's got the little, it does a little sparkle animation. It, it does, yeah. but I wasn't paying attention, but he was. It was. I was like eight years old or something. I don't even remember. I know. But it, if it weren't for him. I know it was silver. I, I think it might have been a Stantler or something, my first shiny. Um, but it, I I don't remember what my first one was because all I remember when I think about silver is that's when I had my first shiny legendary and it almost caused me to have a complete meltdown, um, because I had found a shiny Riku, 
and it ran away like as as the dogs are want to do no. and i oh, totally you got a shiny? i i had a total fit and i was depressed for like the whole day because it ran off <laughs> lo and behold <laughs> it's the, so in the game when it registers i i don't know exactly how the code works but when it generates those it stays that way like the uh the, the the legendary dog you run into will stay that one the whole time. So when I ran back okay. into him, it was still shiny. Dude, <clears throat> that is yeah, so dope. I, I would have been so like, yeah. off if I were you. Oh my god, that sucks. Like that whole formula of them back in gold or whatever, whenever the legendary dogs came about, you would run into them and then run away instantly. That was bullshit, man. That was the, that like mm, I can't believe like kids today have it so easy with the new Pokemon games. Yeah, For real. Yeah. Tommy, you're like a fucking kid today. <laughs> Excuse me. How much older are you, Sasquatch? Tell me. Tell me right I think, now. I think four years. Oh, four years. <laughs> no, it's three years actually. Unless you're in your thirties, you're a kid. That's how it works. Okay. Salty. So, so speaking of being an adult, let's talk about stonks. <laughs> Ew, I don't want to talk about stonks. I, I lost made the out money. like a bandit. I want to talk about GameStop stonks. Mm. So yeah, the last three weeks now have been a wild roller coaster ride. Um, what started as the Wall Street Bets subreddit, which, if you listen to this, you probably you probably need better taste, first of all, and then you sh- <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're really? probably already aware. Yeah, if so you're not aware hard. of this by now, what have you been doing? <laughs> it's been on everything. It's been everywhere, yeah, and it's this still invited. It's, it's it's got global <laughs> coverage. It's honestly divided like actual financial advisors and people who do this sort of stuff for their living on a national level. You have advisors saying this is good for the economy. This is good for the stock market. This is how it should work. Then you have people like "Eh, people play the plebs are playing with their money. (laughs) They're not allowed. My hedge funds. No. (laughs) So what did you say? A now balloon subreddit who grew, I think, like three times and four times in size from two and a half million to 10 million over the last three weeks because of this stuff. Um, had really decided just to stick it to a couple hedge funds by buying GameStop <laughs> stock when they were purposely trying to short it. Um, a short is when they borrow stock, then sell it hoping that they will lower the cost of the stock to where they can buy it for cheaper, thus making money in the entire process and return the stock back. So this is something they do back and forth to each other since hedge funds just primarily deal with stock transfer shifts, stock ownership, stock selling. Um, it's in it's the basically middle of a all gamble this, with a 90% like success. It's basically a bunch of rich people pushing food around on a plate. Yeah, and in the middle of all this, a fucking subreddit where they like to call each other retards decided, nah, we're done. Potato <laughs> in my to... ass. <laughs> I, that's probably a real user, but I don't think it was. I think it is. No, I think it's a real user. It is a real user. Yes, it Potato is. Potato in my ass. 69. 
But uh, yeah, so in the middle of all this, the a collective group of people on Reddit are like, no, we're gonna we're gonna do this instead. They started buying the stock up. What this will do is it causes these people trying to short sell the people in the hedge fund, they're gonna lose money because now they have to buy that stock back at a much higher price. It's called um, a squeeze. It got to a point where the stock at the lowest point was eleven seventy-three and at its highest peak last Friday, it was at four hundred and seventeen or eighteen dollars between four seventeen and four nineteen so that is a monumental increase in such a short amount of time um it caused three hedge funds to have to borrow billions of dollars from others to (laughs) to not completely go bankrupt oh no um since then the stock has fallen back down to earth um I believe last I saw it was $88, um, which is still eight times the cost that it was uh, when it was at its lowest. Uh, let me pull up its current value real quick. No, I just looked at AMC and it's at $6, which is still way above what it used to be. But it, it was trending at like 50. 14. So GameStop is still up huge. It's going back up again today. Uh, so it might just continue on forever. No, it's going to drop. I think, honestly, like it was cool while it happened, but. I mean, I bought mine when it was 1173 and I sold it when it was 399 so I'm happy. You did not! Did you really? Yes, I did. Oh! Nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah. How much? Yeah. I will not say because I want to evade taxes. Uh, okay, not really. Please, IRS, leave me alone. Give me a month of wow. Right, damn it. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so it was a huge, interesting mix between nerds, gaming, online presence, taking on some of Wall Street's largest hedge funds. I love um, that. It was class warfare at its purest, attacking mm-hmm. them where you probably should. Their wallets, not yeah. just marching down a street pretending to be angry. I love that. This whole thing has been eye-opening. I hope for most of the middle class. You can only hope, though. So, but we're talking about games, aren't we? And GameStop. Yeah, no, that's definitely relevant. Um, so on our kind of up weekly updates, <clears throat> our RuneScape updates, we have some big things going on. Uh, one big thing that dropped is old school runescape is now going to be coming to steam and joining runescape 3 so on february 24th this year uh you will see old school runescape pop up there as well this is pretty cool i'm really secretly hoping that they'll bring darkscape back as well and throw that on steam that would be fucking awesome for me um i doubt it but it'd be cool and it'd be neat if this could using the steam um as a platform if that revived classic that'd be cool too but um so yeah so if you're a fan of old school runescape that'll be coming to steam soon um on our runescape 3 updates we're going to we have the announcement of our next double xp live or double xp weekend if you prefer and it's actually coming this month so it'll be coming on the 19th so two weeks from today and we'll have our next round of double XP on RuneScape. So get ready for that. 
Um, the last thing we have on here is talking about Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker, which is our next expansion. Um, since uh, Doc is going to depart for that one, since he uh, is not quite as far in the story and is going to avoid spoilers. Um, well, fuck me, right? Well, you don't play, so... You can <laughs> hang out if you want. As well. So, but be- before you go, Doc, tell us the games that you've been playing the last couple weeks. Uh, it's been mostly The Witcher 3. I am hot on the tails of Jaff. I am going to beat him out of Velen. It's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's not much of a, a feat. I mean, you have to complete every side quest. It's not as fun. Got to do that every side quest. There are lots. Like I told you, you got to go to Skellige and then come back to do all of them. I'm telling you. I might have to, because there are a bunch that I am just not. I've run into some areas with some enemies that it's just like, Red Skull, you're going to die. Yeah, no, do the story until you can go to Kermorin, and then do everything. I'm telling you, that's the way to go. All right. Nice. Guess I'm off to Skellige then. All right. Well, um... <laughs> have a good night, everyone. Yep, have a good Bye, night, Doc. Doc. We will say Bye. goodbye to Doc, and we will start discussing Final Fantasy fourteen. Wait, 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 wait. What has Doc been playing? The Witcher. Did. You've only been playing The Witcher? I mean, I played World of Warcraft for, like, one evening. Okay. I'll I got dragged. Yeah, I remember, I remember that time saying, hey, uh, you want to run some mythics? And then nothing. There was one time I was like, hey, come, come tank this. And you're like, yeah, I'll be right back. And then you never came back. You said your friend was, uh, you said your friend was getting food or something. It'd be 40 minutes. Yep. It was okay. 20 minutes. I said, I like let me know. Clock. And you never let me know. Okay. I was sitting you were at getting my computer food. watching anime the entire time. Ugh. Hey, am I not excluded from the spoilers? Do we not care are, about are, me? Are you Do you care? Playing the game? I mean, I have it. That, that's not what I asked. Are you planning on playing it, though? <laughs> Kind of want to, because all y'all play it. I don't know. Is, is there anything like it. major that I should not listen to? I mean, oh, if you probably. don't want spoilers, then there there will definitely be spoilers. All right, I'm going to tap out then. Okay, and I'll, I'll give this yeah, as go. our official warning for the podcast. If you have not at uh, least completed uh, the main scenario proper quests in Shadowbringers, there will be spoilers. Um, really not so much spoilers as far as a post-main scenario goes, um, but there are going to be spoilers for Shadowbringers involved. And in particular. So what have, what have you been playing, Tommy? That. Yeah. Yeah. What? What have you been playing? Since you'll what be signing off as well, what have you been playing the last few weeks? Right. Oh, I'm playing, you know, the regular Fortnite, you know, getting those dubs on the 12-year-olds and uh, playing Witcher as well because that is a never-ending game if you want to do all the side quests. 
and I've been playing Ori, which is hilarious that your title, Ori Publisher Six Foot and Mouse. <laughs> I was playing Ori and the Blind Forest because they're on Game Pass right now, and they're actually really good. Like, sad. Really, really great music, though. Like, if you're somebody who's really into visual shit and audio, whatever, beautiful shit, that's the game for you, I guess. Yeah, but that's about it, you know. All right, y'all. See you next time. All right. Well, have a good night to Tommy and Doc. We will see them next week. Bye. Adios, guys. All right. So again, our spoiler warning. Um, but we'll go. We will go ahead and jump in here. So, the announcement only came a few hours ago. Um, and if you watched our podcast special, you'd know that one of our kind of offhand mentions of possible new locations was the moon. And indeed, we are going to the moon. Uh, yeah, we straight up looked like a just fucking as a paladin on the moon at the end of that. I think that's the class that the the yes. the representation of the playing character was as a paladin, right? Yeah, um, I actually I watched the whole showcase, and he did confirm that the um, the warrior of light and dark will be a paladin through this one. Um, so that's not any kind of new tank or new anything. It is just a paladin. He they did officially confirm that there will be two new jobs: a healer and a melee DPS. They gave details on a healer, but kind of just gave teasers and hints for the DPS. Uh, usually they do have some pretty decent teasers in there, and uh, you could see that he was uh, wearing a necromancer-like shirt, so yeah. And he mentioned it several times, because you could see it was, um, they, were, they were doing the live stream, and he kept kind of uh, going in to read the comments, and he kept saying, oh, people keep saying necromancer. People keep saying necromancer. What? What's a necromancer? What's this? And I, I don't think he's. they're actually going to call it necromancer. I think they're going to call it something like Reaper. Um, and then Dirt Wizard pointed out that that'll, it's probably melee DPS because they'll be utilizing scythes as weapons, which would be fucking awesome. Um, but I think that's probably what we're looking at for the DPS. The healer is something totally new to the Final Fantasy franchise. Um, so it's right. not something based on other Final Fantasy games. It's something entirely different. Um, and their weapon are these kind of float, these four floating lasers that kind of spin around. I don't think they were lasers. I think they're like pieces of rock, essentially. Yeah, they're, 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 they're not lasers. With it's eth- it's ether. It's it's magic, not it's not laser control. Yeah. yeah. And um, he so being called a sage, is, yeah. Being called a sage is kind of in line with how I thought they might get like an elemental shaman. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. kind of there. Yeah. Um. I like I said also kind of a preventative healer like World of Warcraft's discipline priest. Um. It is an entire class focused on providing shields in that sort of manner. So it is a preemptive healer. And they're also respecting uh astrologian they explained that it's supposed to be a barrier healer whereas white mage is a kind of a pure healer but then scholar and astrologian are also both kind of barrier healers and they want to make a distinction so they're going to move astrologian to be more of a pure healer like 
um, white mage, and they're going to make an actual roll distinction, kind of like how they do between ranged melee DPS and ranged magical DPS, how they fill the same role in the duty finder, but it's they're kind of still separated. They're going to do that with healers so that they have two quote-unquote pure healing classes and or jobs and two uh, quote-unquote barrier healer jobs in Astrologian and our new Sage class. Uh, yeah, um, it's kind of neat. Uh, they re- do, there's not really a, a D, uh, a HOT healer, is there? There's not really a hot? Uh, not that I know of. A heal over time? Um, oh. that's really the only major kind of class they're missing, so, who knows? Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, they, they have room to expand. One thing that they mentioned, and I was super stoked about this, and I think you'll be interested in this, Sasquatch, because it's something that you've uh, at least alluded to before in the past, I think, um, is they are concluding the Zodiac Heidelin, um story arc. He mentioned that um, he kind of made the comparison that A Realm Reborn was kind of the start of a new day, and then the daytime was Heaven's Word, and the um the dusk and evening coming was stormblood whereas shadowbringers was the dead of night and this new one in endwalker will be a new dawn and he said that whereas in um shadowbringers the actual end of the story wasn't really 5.0 it was 5.3 uh, compared to this one, 6.0 is going to completely conclude the 6.0 story, so the post-made scenario will be something completely separate. And furthermore, it will completely cap this story arc, what he called um, the Heidelin Zodiac story arc, will completely conclude, and he emphasized this does not mean Final Fantasy XIV will end. This storyline will end, but... We will continue with Final Fantasy XIV, but in a completely new story arc. So I think you were right in your prediction that one of the main primals is going to be Zodiac and Heidelin. I think we're going to fight, end up fighting both Zodiac and Heidelin as the primary primals, and then we're going to depart to a totally different area after that. Um, they also had some really neat artwork. They So they're adding Anima. Uh, from Final Fantasy X as the raid boss, and this looks super awesome. They brought back the artist from Final Fantasy X, who's going to be working with them, and they have some artwork design where it shows Heidelin and Zodiac as reminiscent on Anima, where they're kind of one in the same being. It's it's really some magnificent artwork. Um, but it definitely they're definitely kind of summing up this story and planning on starting a new one after this is over um let's see it is as we mentioned going to be launching in the fall um they did confirm ishgard housing it's going to work just as i mentioned like shiragane was where they bring it out when it first launches to where you can go in the housing area and look at things but you can't purchase anything until the first major patch comes out um and that was kind of to be expected yeah absolutely um i wonder if this will just be a point for them to start working on a new final fantasy mmo overall uh it has lasted what 10 years well 
he did confirm that it's not the end of Final Fantasy XIV, but that basically future future expansions would be a totally different story arc. My theory, and this is kind of just tossing a ball in the air, you know what I mean? Um, but I'm wondering if maybe they're going to try and do some sort of tie-in where Final Fantasy XVII is like the next arc of Final Fantasy XIV. So basically when they get up to patch 7.0, it's 7.0 relates to 17 in the main entry. And so it's it's almost a main entry continuation. So maybe we get Time Mage and jump into the future and it's they just instead of calling it Final Fantasy XIV X expansion, it's Final Fantasy XVII. It simply takes place as a sequel to uh, Endwalker, if that makes sense. Yeah, so it's uh, kind of interesting because, I mean, 11 is still running. I mean, 11 also had an expansion not too long ago, so it's it could be them turning off the servers to 11, which now is incredibly dated, um, keeping 14 going for a bit more for people who enjoy 14, and starting over a new one with, like, you know, Final Fantasy 17. They might have moved away to something like Final Fantasy Online. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, it, does seem, it does seem kind of proper to remove it from the main final fantasy line just because within each one you have whole complete stories like each expansion could be its own entire story Mm -hmm. um they could all be qualified as a main mine final fantasy story it's just it all just works with each other in this case i i was in a comment section on facebook the other day and i saw someone refer to final fantasy 14 as a whole as a spin-off and i almost had a brain aneurysm I just, I just, I have, there's, yeah. Anyways. I'm super excited, though. Um, is it just all spin off. Yeah. So, now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but is it just me, or is there, like, some heavy-ass Star Wars influence going on with both, I mean, mean, because Endwalker and Skywalker, and then I noticed that the, um, the logo, like, just, I don't know, it gave off super heavy Star Wars-y vibes. Is that just me? Um, The logo did look like upon, like, with a quick, quick glance, it did look like a, uh Imperial Cruiser. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is it? A Star Destroyer? Yeah, yeah. Whatever they're called. Star Destroyer. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think it really is giving off a ton of Star Wars vibes. I I think just maybe the product of going I, to the moon and space, something like that. I guess I should say vibes as much as like nod. Uh, who knows? Um, because, to me, it looks like it's one of the uh, the sages weapon things floating around. Kind oh, of. Okay. I I was just wondering if it was a nod because it's admitted that you know um that there there is Star Wars influence that there that the you know original creators were Star Wars fans and especially with like Biggs and Wedge there's there's Star Wars influence that that's in something admittedly known so I was wondering if since we're going into space with it if that was just some sort of light nod or something I don't know I mean technically we're going to space yeah we're going to the moon but I doubt it's going to be much like interspace play you're just going to go to the moon they also had some nice uh, Final Fantasy four nods in the uh, the new minions that'll be available, um, and of course the new uh, space whale mount or moon whale mount eight person mount that I'm definitely buying because I'm a whore with no uh, self 
uh, <clears throat> control, but <laughs> I, that's also really exciting because you could put a whole pa full party on that thing. So if you wanted to make a full party to go fate hunting, you could fit everybody on this mount, and that's actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah, you can go from what full party dungeon to full party dungeon if you want to mm -hmm. run all your noob friends through the tiny raid. Yeah. But yeah, there's... um, yeah, it's I mean though. The pop culture references, those are apparent in every single game you possibly can find. They're yeah. they're there. Developers, writers, they put nods to their favorite the stuff their favorite works in their games, stuff that has influenced them. I mean, it, it's it'd be completely wrong to say Star Wars didn't influence at all because it very positive it, it very well might have. Mm -hmm. But yeah, other than that, there's 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 a lot of little details, but um, they went over it pretty well, like I said, and, and you can go into the YouTube and watch the live stream over again. The, I definitely recommend everyone go check out the trailer. Unlike most of the trailers, it's not that – I mean I've seen some of their trailers that are like kind of spoiler heavy to, to the point where it's like, really? But on this, I mean it's – obviously it shows the moon, but like you can't really get around that, and that's a light spoiler. It's just the location, <clears throat> but – um. Yeah, I, I'm stoked. One thing I did kind of, I was, d did you watch just the trailer? Did you watch any of the actual speech at all, Sasquatch? I don't watch any of the speech. I watched the trailer. I watched the Sage reveal. I watched them going over how this expansion is the finale of their, um, you know, yeah. day cycle and ending that particular part. Okay. Um, I skipped through it a little bit more. Saw it was coming to an actual PS5 for it, et cetera, et cetera. And then upgrade. they would have more information. Yeah, upgrade they'd have more information later, more information on it at like Square Enix Fan Fest or something, whatever it's called, um, which that will co be completely free to attend digitally as well. So, um, I'm, yeah, I'm still doing with that. That's, I'm actually going to go. Um, I, I, I'm stupid stoked because this will be the first one I'm going to go to, and it's totally free since it's digital. So, uh, that's gonna be I, I can't, it was the it was the middle of May, um, and that's the uh, fan festival for Final Fantasy fourteen. And he did say that there will be more information then, and particularly more information about the, the uh, next, oh, the next the class. class. Yeah. yeah. Um. There is I do have a little more theory crafting on that because one thing he did mention in there is he was talking about Xenos, and he kept talking. He kept alluring to, like, is Xenos friend or foe? And he, like, mentioned that you're Xenos' friend. He's like, now, Xenos might not be your friend, but but he considers you a friend. And just the way that he oh, said absolutely. it. And he said that after saying something weird about Alice, Because he said, you'll notice in the trailer that Alphanode had picked up his new class, but Alice was also lamenting needing a new look. Um, and she will get one. And he said, you may be surprised what the job is and who teaches it to her. Um, so I'm wondering if it's not going to be some sort of necromancer type thing that Xenos picks up. And then Xenos becomes an ally to the party and is the one who bestows the knowledge of this, uh, this necromancer class to Alizé. I mean, in reality, he just wants to fight the warrior of light slash darkness again, because that's all he finds entertaining in life. So well, it yeah, could so be. You know. Who's to say you don't fight again? And then he loses and says, all right, well, uh, I, I, you've clearly shown that you're stronger. Now let's be friends. I don't I don't know. But it's 
I'm I mean, that really wouldn't go over well with everything he's done. So <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't think know. people are going to be. This is not fucking Sailor Moon. You're not going to ally <laughs> yourself with him right away. That dude's having oh. his head chopped off, or you're outright <laughs> killing him. Yeah, I don't. Um, the, there's one other possibility I thought of. I, I'm I'm convinced he's going to pick up one of the new classes, probably the new DPS class, as well as Alize. Um. Oh, and I, I was watching, I had another theory on someone else that would pick up the class and teach it to her, and now I don't remember what it was. But It was our favorite cat? Hmm? Wasn't it? It was what? Uh, guitar? Uh, what's his name? Our cat boy. Oh, the oh, former... oh, Gratia. Gratia, yeah. Yeah, that... yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, uh, well, maybe, because that was... That was dependent on him being a time mage. I meant when I watched That's it today, true. when it was when he was talking, I I remember thinking, okay, maybe she could get it from Xenos, and then I remember thinking at some other point, oh, she could get it from, but I don't I don't remember where my brain was anymore. I should have written it down. But um, I know whatever happens, I do think that they'll both pick one up, and I'm excited to see what happens um another thing i really liked was kind of the i was i really dug the biological kind of style with the the alien technology um and they hinted at there basically being an alien beast tribe on the moon so that's going to be exciting that definitely means that it's going to be more than just <clears throat> like i said going back and fighting that probably means there'll be an entire zone oh yeah um, technically definitely. If you have a beast tribe you have a zone like uh <sighs> the underwater yeah. area in yeah <sighs> i hated that place but i mean zero g would probably be more fun to play around than swimming so yeah i i actually think not necessarily zero g but reduced gravity I think it was off originally when I said that one place would be in the Empire and then another offbeat place. I think the Empire is going to end up being actually fairly minor. I think that the Empire is basically we're going to go there for the first maybe 25%. And then once we solve things in there, discover, oh, my God, they've been working on this space program. And it's going to go from there. But we'll see. So, uh, I mean, you don't really need a space program. You can just tell. Yeah, that's true. Um, someone that was funny. Someone posted in the comments during the stream. They're like, "Now teleport to the moon for the low, low cost of nine hundred ninety-nine gil." <clears throat> Look, instead of just building a submarine, you can build a spaceship with your alliance, with your uh, your company. Oh, hey, there we go. That'll be the next thing: spaceships. Oh, great. But yeah, for more details, definitely go check that out. It was a really good stream. Um, and the, like I said, the trailer was fucking phenomenal. I, I really dug the new music they were bringing, too. Um, the music seemed like they took a lot from what they did with the Shadowbringers with the uh, the bits of rock added to it. Um, overall, I maybe it's just because I enjoyed Shadowbringers so much that that trailer just has a special, a yeah. special place inside of me just from all trailers available just because it was so just so fucking good like everything about it was so good um it really set a mood for what you're going to do um this trailer was fine it was a good trailer it just didn't just didn't excite me as much as shadowbringers trailer yeah. but i mean they can also release another trailer like the shadowbringers trailer was more along the lines of a trailer and it is the trailer you have that opens with the game there might be another one coming along for 
uh, and Walker as well. Well, that's that's confirmed. He did mention that this was a teaser trailer and that a full trailer would come in May during the fan festival. And that's generally good because, what we'll do yeah. is the teaser trailer will still be part of the main trailer. Um, yeah, I remember just, that now. Think of the difference between like a 30 second TV commercial for a movie and the three minute one you'd see in a in a yeah because throughout the throughout the year they slowly added more and more and more to that original trailer so that makes sense so yeah yeah so pretty soon this 30 second snippet will grow to be like a three minute long trailer and that'll be the beginning sequence that you see when you start up the game I just wonder who's in charge of writing the expansion because the last one was so well done. Uh, I'm sure they probably kept around most of the writers and probably gave them back their roles. So Let's hope so. Um, I'm just really hoping we get a villain as good as Emmett Selk. He is probably one of my favorite villains in any video game. Yeah, that was definitely good. I'm overall really hyped for it. 100%. All right. Well, I think it's about time to start getting things wrapped up. Before we do that, what uh, what have you been playing, Sasquatch? Um, I have been playing a lot of Dauntless recently, which is a free-to-play kind of Monster Hunter clone. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen here and there. Mm-hmm. Some World of Warcraft as well. And just messing around with other games here and there on Steam. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, um, like I said, it's been back to work full bore for me, so it's been kind of crazy. But I have been able to get a little bit of time in now. And, of course, I've done the the Final Fantasy XIV. I I put a lot into that because before our special last week, I had to do some catching up. Um, And, of course, my RuneScape. Um, I've been picking up. Pokemon a lot more too. I played Pokemon Go quite a bit more, and then the um, the uh, Pokemon trading card game online. Uh, I've been picking up again and playing. How's that uh, going? It's awesome. I uh, I was I was really worried. I thought I'd be really far behind because I like to collect all of the uh, the theme decks um, because they appear in the store on there online. Because um, you get you there's no way to purchase stuff with real money you just earn coins through the game and then you use those in the store and you can buy the theme decks and booster packs but i like to collect all the theme decks because eventually they leave the store but you can always use them so you know you can flex on people by using your theme decks from three years ago and stuff um and before i stopped playing last time i had finally like purchased every single available theme deck um which is probably what burnt me out now now look let me ask real quick um, the theme decks, they rotate in and out of probably like current rotation play as well. So yeah. your older theme decks would be used in older formats. I'm not entirely sure how formats work in Pokemon. I never really played it a lot outside of like the Game Boy game that was the trading card game. They don't really change formats. They just add more stuff, but it doesn't do, it doesn't really deprecate older cards. You know what I mean? So like, well, they- they have cards that rotate out, like only certain sets and expansions yes. are current. Okay, okay. So, so that's, well, that's they, they have like, three, they, like rotating format. Yeah, they have three different leagues. They have um, unlimited, expanded, and standard. So standard is you can only use the last, I think, two expansions that have been released. Only cards from those and some select token classic cards whereas expanded is basically anything in the last like two years that's been released you can use 
Um, and Unlimited is 100% no holds barred. You can use the newest expansion or you can use cards from 1995. It don't fucking matter. Um, and that's kind of the they options. Have format too. Magic doesn't quite have anything like that. And as you know, that's what I play a ton yeah. of. Recently starting to get back into that a lot more. So yeah, that's interesting that they have an older rotating format. But I, I, I was worried because it had been a while, so I was like, oh, how many new theme decks are going to be? I was pleased to see that there was only four, which is two seasons. Each expansion, there's two theme decks that come out, so four theme decks is only two seasons missed. Um, and I was able to earn the coin to get those within a couple days. Um, with my decks, I, I, I can get into tournaments and bust through them well enough that uh, I can earn coins pretty quickly. But I'm also stoked because it's one of those games that I've been kind of thinking about doing some content for for my page. But it's one of those, as you probably know with the, the Magic ones, it's one of those games that people aren't really going to be interested if it's recorded. Yeah, it's one of those things that needs to be live. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited that I should um, be getting real internet soon so I can do actual – yeah. Um, but I'll be able to do live streaming now that I've got Starlink internet. I can actually like do real live streams, or will be. Yeah, we'll actually be able to stream them together. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be awesome. So lagging uh, out on uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah. So so check out Thor's page. Circa two to four weeks from now, when I have real internet, thanks to Mr. Elon Musk, uh, and I can finally get some streaming <laughs> Space on. Daddy. Yep. Yeah. Space Daddy taking everyone to Mars, but I don't care because he's just bringing me some real fucking internet. And kind of on the subject of content, I do have quite a few things in in work, actually, that are not necessarily gaming related, but uh, on more of the side of my weeby stuff I do. So well, it'll be interesting away. if you want, you can plug away on any of those. Um, when they are released, probably within the next couple of weeks, I'll mention them. They'll be released on my page, and I'll actually have stuff coming to my YouTube page. Okay. Sounds good. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Check out all of our individual pages in the comments below or in the description. And check out our main page at facebook.com slash darkfeathergaming. Thanks, everyone, and have a great weekend and evening. Uh, Johnny?